In goes Stewart! They've only gone and done it! And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Boris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Glovers Cast, celebrating table-topping 10 league games in a row, winning Yeovil Town Football Club. The run is over, but we move here to talk about the 2-1 defeat by Torquay is Mr David Coates. Leave you for five minutes and this is what you do, you've broken it, haven't you? (laughs) Ben and I go away for one night and you've ruined everything. I don't know. I could have words with Manly and May, whoever they are. That's it. They're they're off. That's it. Not my southern plebs. Yes, exactly. Southern plebs. This is it. You need you needed a bit of northern grit. That's what you needed. Well, maybe not seven changes. That might have, that might have helped as well. But mm. there we go. Uh, or, or in other words, good evening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah thanks, Dave. Uh, and we're also joined by Tom Bailey. Good evening, Tom. Good evening, Southern plebs unite. Hopefully we we show a better showing. Yes. Well, yeah, you were there yesterday. You were there and at play more for Three Valleys Radio covering the game. Um, how was your how was your trip down? Uh, actually, it wasn't too bad. Um, Paul Hadlow's coaches once again coming through with the goods. Um, <laughs> wonderful drive down. Uh, I think we took a wrong turn as well, but we got there. Um, were you glad up. you got there by the time the final whistle had gone? <laughs> no, I wish I'd stayed in. <laughs> um, yeah, it it was certainly not the best performance of the season, but um, there's certainly positives to take, so I'm not that worried. And at the end of the day, it's only the FA Trophy. There's always next year where we'll have less important things to think about, like, I don't know, a league title to win. <laughs> True. True. Thanks. Let's take it from the start and those changes. Mark Cooper sort of hit hinted that there'd be a um uh, a couple of tweaks and there were quite a few tweaks yeah a couple of tweaks there were um great to see josh back in the lineup and i uh, don't think he did too bad to, i think it took a bit of time to get the ring rust off but um he sort of settled into his role very well after um after the the opening sort of minutes uh same for Idahoon as well i think again he grew into it um struggled to start with but i think everyone did um Great to see Maguire drew back in as well. And he did very well. I think he was my man of the match for Yeovil at least. Um, really kept plugging away and a couple of good chances for him. Um, could have scored a great free kick as well. So unfortunate for him. Um, and it was nice to see hours on as well. First half, he was pretty poor, to be fair. But he, he picked up second half and uh, he looked a lot more comfortable alongside Worthington as well. So I think the, uh, the chemistry... Um, started shining through there where he, he just looked a bit more comfortable off ball as opposed to one ball. Um, but yeah, uh, Bell as well did. You're going to have to say bigger. nice things about all of them now, Tom. <laughs> I know, I, nice, I can't to really... see, nice to see. You can't leave any of them out. The pressure's on now, eh? <laughs> Bell Why is it not nice to see me, thinks Jake Kai. Yeah. <laughs> what have I ever done to this guy? He looked, uh, he looked fit, which was good. He, d- he didn't look very fit on the Tuesday um, coming on after Wannell's injury but yeah he looked much better finding good space as well so yeah there's there's honestly I'm not worried I saw a couple of people saying like should we really be worried considering we've lost to a team that we beat two weeks ago but we switched out half the squad and we still nearly took it to penalties so I'm not worried and we don't care that much so you sound I'm, worried, Tom. I'm not. I'm not bitter. <laughs> I'm not I'm worried. Not bitter. No. I'm All right, who's worried? You're worried. I'm not worried. Who said anything about being worried? Yeah. And, and, and let's be honest. This is still a very good talkie side, isn't it? I know talking with um, uh, Chris from the well, the podcast before, and who said there is there is still a good side there. And I know they've got some. They've got their injuries, haven't they? But they're still uh, good players. And, and by the sounds of it, one of the players who 
I don't think featured at all in the in the league game. De Silva, from yeah. the, at least listening to the the various commentaries that I listened to on Saturday afternoon, there was um sounded like their man of the match. Don't know if he got the man of the match, was, but he sounded. Was De Silva the one who came off the bench? Yeah, on, yeah, on he came Tuesday off the bench game. on the Tuesday, and on the then Tuesday, he yeah, yeah, but he, but he started was against yesterday. Michael Smith. Yeah, that was a good battle as well. No, he was really good yesterday, everywhere. Yeah. Second half, he quietened down a bit. But yeah, first half was absolutely everywhere. Um, Hansen had a really good game as well in midfield. Um, was injured about four times, but he uh, kept getting up. He wasn't going to stay down. But yeah, I, they they all had a pretty good game. Tomlinson at the back as well had a good game. Um, but yeah, they, they were better. They deserved it. But considering we made that many changes, I wasn't overly surprised. I was torn between making a comment about your win nothing with kids or mbop. I wasn't sure which way I was going to go with the handsome comment. But... <laughs> no, now Tom's good. wondering what what's the you'll never what's mbop? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's mbop? He plays for France, <laughs> doesn't he? Uh, mbop. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, so let's, let's move this along before Dave starts <laughs> making dated references again. She's yeah. <laughs> This, um, is, this is what happens when you won an award, you see. This is the kind of content that wins awards. Yeah, I don't know why you're still in your suit, Dave. <laughs> Listen, I've been I, I've been told I've got to stay in it. Otherwise, yeah. Uh, yeah, otherwise it'll be bad luck. Well, there were a few comments about your lack of tie. And I think uh, I've got, those... <laughs> I, uh, I mean, we'll come on to that. But I've got a good, uh, I have got a good excuse for the lack of tie. But, oh, yeah. Okay, okay, we'll get on to that. Okay. Yeah. Um, it couldn't have started much worse, really, could it? Two minutes in, the silver bags of gold. Good finish as well, wasn't it? I think from from looking at the highlights in glorious, glorious high frame rate. Um, those twitchy Technicolor, yeah, yeah. <laughs> glorious two forty p. Yeah, they it was the first chance. First got like literally nothing had really happened, and straight away got a goal. It was just a we saw all sank and went about. Oh no, here we go. Um, yeah, good finish from him. Um, everyone just switched off again. It was a, a slow start for. Well, all of Yeovil, to be fair. Um, yeah, Staunton switched off, Idahan switched off, and through we went. Um, that was kind of the wake-up call. That it only took a couple of minutes for us to really kick into it. But, yeah, it was um, it was the same for the second half. I'm sure we'll get to that. But, yeah, good finish from the Silver, though, to well, bury it. I was going to say, from, to see that. from what I could hear, of the limited first half commentary that I was able to source. Um, it sounded like we struggled to get on the ball really. And Torquay seemed to control the, the possession. Did, did you feel that we just couldn't, we couldn't get a grasp of it? I mean, you've got, when you've got sort of Wannell and Williams at the back and we always seem pretty controlled with it and having those out balls in sort of Michael Smith on the right in particular is always sort of there basically to, take it on with those players missing yeah um yeah they were definitely missing i think as well a big miss that went under the radar was nuble um there was a lot of hoofball and sending it long and jake hyde isn't frank nuble so he he didn't really get to do much um all game to be fair it was only when nuble come on and you could start seeing the link up there but um yeah you could tell that that it was definitely a rotated side um Torquay adjusted better to the conditions as well because the pitch was a shambles. We'll, we'll yeah. be honest; um, they just adjusted better and um, and they got their goals when it counted. So yeah, deserved. But um, chemistry just shows that it will uh, hopefully allow us to use them and and get things going again. I was going to ask whether it looked like because that back four obviously has never played together, literally, because uh, Duncan Iden's never played with any of them b- before. And I know Mark Cooper mentioned after that were well, they all trained together, everybody should know what they what they were doing. But did it look like a team of four players across the back who literally hadn't hadn't played with each other in a regular uh, basis? Yeah, so, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, across the back line, it just looked shaky. Um, if uh, I don't want to say it, I'll say it quietly, but it felt a bit like last year. Um, but again, there's so much rotation in there. You didn't get any partnerships last year, and and it's the same here as we said with three changes at the back and Whittle coming straight back in as well. Um, you could even see it further up. Maguire, Drew, and and Bell did 
didn't really link up very well at all. Um, constantly sort of tripping over each other or or playing passes for runs that weren't there. Um, I thought that first goal, like, where is Alex Witter in that first goal? Yeah, he yeah. seems to he's legging it across. That's where he's like yeah. midfield, isn't he? He gets yeah. really pulled in, and then there's so much space on the right yeah. hand side. There's a great ball as well from Dolan to to get it wide. Um, even in the second half, I it was happening a lot in the first, but I noticed it more in the second where. Um, as we were dropping back, um, Whittle was really central and Dawes was almost charging back to turn it into a back five at times. It was, yeah. I think you could tell that we were under the cosh. Were Torquay changed to a, were they in a back, a three were wing backs? I know uh, Cooper... No, they changed to a back four. Oh, okay. so they played back five, well, back three when we played them in the league, but they were back four this time and it worked. I think they must have crowded the midfield somewhat and, um, well, ours is young still. Low Everton's young. We don't have the experience of of uh, Worthington in there, and it it worked out because Dolan was brilliant, Hanson was brilliant, um, and then De Silva did his stuff down the right hand side. Williams was under the radar as well. He did really well up front, sort of doing the dirty work. But mm. yeah, um, you could definitely tell it was not settled. And then in the second half, <laughs> sort of a repeat. They score straight away, and you probably think Mark Cooper probably went in at half time, and the last thing he would have thought, or the last thing he would have wanted from his team, was to concede right after the half time break. Yeah, it when it happened, I was like, "This is it's eerily similar to the first half of literally first attack, getting them on the ball, and then um, it was a somewhat scuffed shot, but it beat Joe Day, so it must have been a decent shot." Um, and the space it was he a bit like well. a P-roll. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The space, the space. He had was just the same as De Silva. It's like how how is he there all on his own when, like you say, in the first half, sounded like Dolan was very involved in things. So it's not like anybody could have been caught out by the fact that he was a good player. Yeah, yeah, it was it was not a good goal to concede at all. Um, felt like a scuff shot. Maybe Day could have got there quicker, but I mean, it ended up in the bottom corner. So it's it's had some decent aim on it and weirdly after that talk talky why well, say weirdly they did sit off they kind of knew it was done and just kind of sat off and let us grow into it a bit and when we were finally on the ball we did well but it was too late at that point obviously Seem, seemed like the introduction of some changes particularly new play were the catalyst for at least some attacking play i mean looking at the highlights and, and listening to the commentary don't think we really had anything particularly by way of a meaningful sh uh, shot on target in the first half and even most of the second half. Nothing JMD, that you would think. JMD should score, shouldn't he? With a free kick, yeah. No, the one from the lob from distance. Was that uh, Jordan yeah, McGuire yeah. Drew? Oh, yeah, that was Where close. Where the keeper's out, for me, he should score that. I think, I know it's from distance, but he's he's... Good enough, and the Technical keeper's player. miles out as well. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that should go in. Oh, he's probably scored them in training. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, he's that's no bloody good there, Tom. I don't yeah. know. It just looked like, it looked like, and it was close as well, wasn't it? It wasn't far away, but mm. yeah, he had a couple of really good chances. Yeah, I yeah. mean, there was that one, the free kick that went just wide as well, and his he had a shot just over the bar as well, so he. He was. If anyone was going to score, it was going to be him. Um, the fact that the only goal we got was an own goal kind of summed up our afternoon. To be fair, but wasn't um, his ball in? It was his ball in. Ball in, wasn't it? Therefore, like you say, if anyone was going to score, it was him. <laughs> slash, he would have been involved in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, yeah. he did. He did really well. I'd like to see him involved more because he's such a good player, and he's shown it again yesterday. Am I being harsh saying he should have scored that? No. No, no. Uh, like you say, a, techno, a player as technically gifted as that, you would think, with the with the distance the keeper was out, like you say, it wasn't like he was going to get back. So, yeah. yeah, and it sounded like from from listening on the radio, it you know they felt it was a the best chance we'd had at that point. It was the best chance we'd had of getting a goal. Mm. Oh well, oh well. Like you said, we did get that goal very late. Yeah, own goal, and that was just a sort of stick it in there, wasn't it? Uh, like bung, bung it in the box. I, I enjoyed the Jeb Deb sent us a 
a video from the terraces and uh, the delivery came in and just heard someone next day go, that was shit. <laughs> and, then, and then they scored from it. So I thought, and I thought that was a little bit harsh for on, on, on Maguire, Drew, because he did everything you'd want him to do. It was, uh, you know, just <laughs> put it yeah. put it in the box in a place where there's lots of bodies and hope something happens. And it was Idahoon who was there, wasn't it? I saw it from a different angle. Um, yeah. But I think it was Idahoon who was, who, who was there. Yeah, it was. Because in the um, post-match interview that he did with the, the club, they he was sort of asked if he got anything on it, but he just yeah. put a bit of pressure on. Yeah. Um, how did Idahan get on? What was your, what your thoughts on him after his first game? Tricky game to come into on a terrible pitch. Yeah, yeah, really tricky first game, but um, slow start. Um, again, can say that for the rest of the team, but yeah, a really um unsteady start there a couple of times you could tell he'd only been with us a couple of days where I, he was um he had the ball and was coming forwards and you would have expected Whittle to be there so it's a bit harsh on him but instead of turning back or and playing it Staunton or even playing it forwards he just kind of kept going got swarmed and left us completely exposed on on the left so after that though um he was brilliant um as soon as the second half started De Silva didn't really do too much because on that right-hand side, well, their right-hand side, our left, um, he put in a great double tackle as well to um, stop a, another chance. So, yeah, I think he's not going to be um, a guaranteed starter. As soon as Wannell's back, he's he's on the bench. But he'll be a great option for rotation. Um, and um, Cooper said that uh, he can also play left-back. So he's a great backup for uh, Whittle as well. So, yeah. Good for squad depth until the end of January, and I look forward to seeing what more he can do. And yeah. how close did you think we were to getting that penalty shootout? It, it sounded like it was all sort of one after we scored. It was one way traffic, and and there's that agonising one across was, the face of goal. Yeah, there was a ball through, and if that was just a little bit gentler, that would have um, been a Nuble shot and not a cross. Um, and I believe that would have gone in. And uh, sent us to a penalty shootout, so we were close. Because again, we, for a disjointed team to come that close, I think we can we can go home with our heads held high. Um, yeah, ball ball in. I think it was Hyde that missed it. Well, didn't get his foot to the ball, but again, it was close. So you never know. It was um, unfortunate. If you had a, maybe a, a longer striker, if it was the other way around, Hyde putting the ball in and Newblay trying to get himself to it could have been a goal. But what's happened has happened. We can but dream. And uh, we year. heard in the run-up to that game that a number of uh, players had been who hadn't been in the side had been knocking on the manager's door. I imagine some of those were on the pitch on Saturday. Do you think any of them uh, will be knocking on the door on Monday or Tuesday or whenever they're in? I'd say if there was anyone, it's Maguire Drew. Um, Staunton definitely needs time mainly to get himself back into the speed of things. Um, he grew into it again after the, the first goal, but um, no one really covered themselves in glory. Uh, Dawes was absolutely fantastic, I will say. Um, of course, he, he replays regularly anyway, though. Um, after the, the sort of main changes you'd get, I think only Maguire Drew could be the one to truly justify maybe a start, especially with Young being suspended and Steve is injured. So... Um, I think if you had to stretch your hours, maybe. But Worthington was brilliant again when he came on. So I imagine it's a low Everton Worthington midfield again on Tuesday. Charlie Cooper was on the bench, but he didn't come on, right? Yeah, didn't come on. And to right. be fair, I think it was the right call. If you had, if you were going to sub anyone, I would have said it was hours for Cooper, and instead it was low Everton for um, Worthington. Worthington, yeah. I think yeah. Cooper said he was thinking about giving him ten or so. But chasing well, the game and the yeah. conditions, probably not worth it. Yeah, but if like you're chasing the game as well and, and needing goals, Charlie Cooper's not the first person I think of when you're uh, when you're looking for something like that. He's he's a, he's basically hours of just Osball destroyer, sweeps up and then gives it to Worthington to do the magic. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Matt Worthington, a segue to our our latest Yeovil Town player to reach 200 appearances. 
not a very long list of players, but he's done it. Um, what a player he's been for Yeovil Town in some pretty tricky times. I think there's been plenty of seasons where we probably felt that Matt Worthington was going to move on and go somewhere else, but remains in green and white. And hopefully this season we can can do some good in a shirt day. Just you were you've been uh, you were messaging Nigel Dyson, weren't you? The historical uh, oracle yeah. about some of our top appearing players, and is Worthy in the top ten or or? No, he's forty. He comes to forty nine. I mean, Nigel. To be fair, is he, he did apologise because it only goes back to the war. His um, uh, his his records, which I know uh, is shocking, really, isn't it? it should, uh, my my records go back far further, obviously. But um, <laughs> <laughs> my, um but no. So he's forty ninth. I think he said um, he overtakes Mark Shale. I think Mark Shale. Oh no, actually no, he can't do. It. Anyway, I'm 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 looking at the um at the wrong sheet here, but um but yeah, I think he goes up to to 49, and we said um top of the uh, top of the list was Len Len Harris, Kerry Cotton, who was an assistant manager as well as a obviously a striker for us. He's uh he was right up there. He's eighth at the moment. Stuart Howsley, um I think of the more recent players, just scanning down this list, Terry Skiverton. Uh, three hundred and eighty-two. So, um, going back a bit further, Tony Panics in there, Andy Wallace, Nathan Smith. Um, so yeah, there's a there's a few in there, but he's definitely um in the in the top fifty at least. 50. Which yeah, when you consider he's been um he's been with us through, he probably probably feels like they're more than more than two hundred games, doesn't he? Given some of the games he's had to play in, I think he's uh, yeah probably uh, deserves a a couple more in there. But yeah, no, he has been he has been a, a great. And I'm sure he's had lots of opportunities in the recent and uh, probably further past to have left. And um, you know, he's he stuck by it. It was interesting to hear him uh, say on the post match interview we did with Ian Randall on BBC that he felt almost a loyalty that he had in his word he he'd been involved in relegations therefore he wanted to uh, be involved in in better things which hopefully is what this season is or certainly looking that way anyway uh which was uh which was good to hear he doesn't give a lot away in his interviews does he matt worthington he's uh, he's had some media training somewhere down down the line but um but that one he uh yeah credit to ian randall he got a uh, got a good line out of him there i thought yeah, in a generation where like players don't tend to stick around for more than two seasons, yeah, um, it's you know it's uncommon. So it, it's it's nice that you've kind of got a player there who's a bit of a stalwart, stalwart, and has spent a lot of time at the club. I yeah. like that. I like a I like a long tenured footballer. Yeah, I think I saw um, since we moved to New Hewish Park in. in the 90s uh he is only the 11th player to hit 200 appearances for us i can't remember who posted that i saw it on twitter though so if you are listening thank you because that was a pretty cool stat be yeah, 11 players in 33 years to hit 200 appearances yeah um he's been verified by the historical oracle i'll take it but um yeah no, i'm sure he's true i'm sure he's, he's like true. the um professor john John Curtis. Yes, exactly. He's the, uh, <laughs> yeah, we need his own swing on. Oh no, that's uh, John Snow in it. But yeah, I know you mean the election uh, election guru. Um, yeah. so how disappointed are we that we're out of the FA Trophy? I can no. live with it. You can live with it, yeah. Tom. No, not bothered. Maybe next year when we've come in at a, a later round, got an even stronger <laughs> squad. <laughs> One later, I'd, isn't it? <laughs> one later, but I mean, it's a couple of weeks extra for us to um, rest up and get ready. Uh, yeah, I'm not bothered. Yeah, and I think you look at the um, number of teams who have made it through. Bath made it through. Avely made it through. Um, the only two that I can actually think of without calling up <laughs> Torquay. So, Torquay made it through, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so there'll be there, there there will be a week in between somebody. Um, a couple of people pointed out that Dartford, who we've had to rearrange a game with, um, they went out. So there's a possibility that if we got a spare Saturday in there somewhere, we could maybe rearrange that rearranged one. But yeah, um, or the Slough yeah. game as well, isn't it? Slough was 
Slough went through, didn't they? Oh, did they go through? Yeah, they beat Farnborough. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think Slough went through. But but yeah, but so so there'll be other teams who are up there um, with us uh, who will be playing extra games, which, uh, you know, can't be can't be a, a, a bad thing. Um, I know RFA Cup exploits mean that we've probably got games that others don't have as well, but yeah. So what I think we're saying said... is Mark Cooper is playing like 4D chess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We've we've all uh, said all week, all, all for several weeks now, get out of this division. That's what this season's got to be about, isn't it? Yeah. I let the SMPC go because I realise that cut my my passions cannot be allowed to uh, interfere with what we're trying to do here. <laughs> and the SMPC is my... Well, to be fair, I am with Mr. SMPC himself here, the Tom Bailey. He is the voice of the Somerset Men's Premier Cup. Literally. <laughs> Stick that on your business card. A couple of interesting evenings. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone ever said, I had an interesting evening, Cleveson? Yeah, those two in the same sentence. It was that was a long night. Yeah, interesting drive home. <laughs> it was more like a swim home. It was tragic. <laughs> Mace, I even got back. But here he is. Yeah, tell the tale. Um, yeah. Right, so we got another game, another Tuesday. Uh, Coatsy's doing it. It's coming all yeah. the way down from beyond the wall to. Uh, yeah. If I make it past the wilding wildlings, I'll uh, yeah, I'll be I'll I'll, I'll be there. Harden what... Hewish Park. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's a tougher Steelings. version of Hewish Park. So, yeah. At what point do you hit wildlings on the way down? Well, I don't know. We'll find out, won't we? Oh, okay. Probably. Uh, where, where where does the north end? Stoke on Trent, somewhere like that. Bristol. <laughs> Bristol. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> The two, the two, two of you. Um, I imagine Bridgewater is probably as far as you're willing to go, isn't it? But yeah, Stoke on Trent, let's say. Okay. The buddy types around there. <laughs> I think we'll be back to business as usual on Tuesday in terms of the team selection. It's like my money's said. on seven changes. <laughs> <laughs> like you say, with the exception, obviously Jordan Young uh, won't be available, so there's got to be something done there, but. I I can't see a reason why. Um, well, one or won't be back. I wouldn't have thought, would he? So I'd imagine Idahan's got to be the the favourite to uh, take up that alongside um, Morgan Williams if he's um, if he's fit and ready. There were a few comments made by Mark Cooper post match, weren't there? About a couple of people had like little knocks. Reese Murphy had a bit of a thing with his knee. Morgan Williams had a couple of little niggles and whatever. So giving them the the day off but yeah hopefully a refreshed Michael Smith Morgan Williams Reese Murphy can I round, round them off now uh, Frank Nublay all of these players with a little bit more freshness in their legs can't be a bad thing can it look out chipping them look hopefully. out chipping them and what did chipping them do at the weekend did they they, they won, won on penalties. penalties yeah 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 so, no, spring in their step. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what they've <laughs> well, got. But last weekend they they drew a Chelmford City two two last weekend. Um, you know that's is that last weekend. They're unbeaten in the well. If you include the FA Trophy, they're unbeaten in their last five. So they're on a decent run. They are what I like to describe them this season so far as literally the most average team in the division. They've got right, middle of the mid. Yeah, so they're 13th, um, six wins, six draws, five losses, 26 goals scored, 25 goals conceded. So if we beat them 1-0, it'll be 6-6-6 with a zero goal difference. There you go. In 13th. So let's make them average. Drew Chelmsford beat Farnborough the week before that, beat Eastbourne Borough 4-2 at home uh, the week before that, drew with Welling. Lost to St Albans at home, like you said. There, they pick up, pick up some results. I think Eastbourne Borough, when they came to Hewish Park, were one of the better the teams we've seen. For sure, that was when Joe Day had to make a load of saves, um, and they went and put put four past them. So, sounds like it depends which team turns up, what game you're going to have, really. So, 
would, would we think Idahan is the is a natural choice if uh, one all's out alongside Morgan Williams? Let's say I don't know what, what what do we think he Morgan Williams obviously brings a bit more pace than than just Staunton and you know a lot of uh, attributes he has similar with um, with just Staunton Morgan Williams, but Idahan presumably is seems to be quick and aggressive, maybe not as physical as uh, Jake Waddell. I wouldn't have thought he's certainly not as big as Jake Wannell, is he? Because he's you know, eight years younger than him, I would think. But how we think those two might match up? I'd I think well. Think yeah, well. I, I think one of the things that Mark Cooper, one of the big points he made when he talked about the signing of Idaho and that, that he's a left-footed centre-back. Yeah, I spotted that, yeah. And that, <laughs> you know, that's... I think that's kind of important to how we play, having that balance. Um, so that, and I think that's why we'll get the nod at the week uh, on Tuesday night. Yeah, ahead of Staunton. Hmm. What did What did you think? Uh, you, you're You're the only one of us who's actually seen him play, Tom. So did he Did he perhaps lack the sort of size of Jake Wannell because Jake Wannell's a big lad isn't he and, and, and I don't from the pictures I can see of him doesn't doesn't look as stacked as Jake <laughs> Wannell is yeah he's not he's not as stacked but he's still big um, yeah. he was good in the air um, I wouldn't say dominant but definitely good um, my only worry about him he's, he's pretty one footed there are a couple of moments so he has to like really move across to play a ball forward did find good balls through for um for doors. We dropped deep and fed it into the halfway line. So he did well. Um, I think yeah, a little bit one footed and not as physically dominant, but otherwise a, a pretty good replacement, I'd say. Yeah, and 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 the loss of Jordan Young. I mean, it's going to be a loss, isn't it? Because he's been um such a good player for us this season, and obviously. I know he's played on on Saturday, but last league out he scored a hat trick. So, you you've already nailed your... so northern day. last week. Oh. Scored hat trick. Scored hat trick was it? <laughs> Blimey! Right, okay, I need to I need I need to get some southern air in my lungs, don't I? So, um, <laughs> put me off now. So Very you've good. nailed your nailed your colours to the Maguire Drew uh, post. Tom, who do you think, Ian? Who are you having for your ball? <laughs> Who are you having in wing? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to anyone wherever that accent is from. Um, <laughs> I... Anywhere north of Bridgewater, according yeah. to you. <laughs> I, I'm not sure what it would do because it's a good answer. Yeah, it it was a sh... when Stevens was fit, it was a a no brainer. Um. Yeah. And yeah, I, I don't think Jordan Maguire Drew is as direct as Jordan Young is. And that directness is what makes a big difference to this team. He's not going to suddenly start cutting in and skinning people and really like running at people in the same way Jordan Young does, JMD. Um, but I don't know who else there is to put in that position unless you put Nuble wide and play Murphy and Hyde up front. But you don't really want to split up Murphy when they're on the pitch. What about Sonny Cox? Seemed to yeah, be that's a, a, good point. a sort of yeah. a, a, he's obviously got the pace, isn't he? Yeah, and he's he's also left footed, Dave. Of so course, yeah, no, I knew that. Yeah, fits into that cutting inside. You might may even put doors on that side if you want, and then you've kind of got it's that tucking in that allows Michael Smith to bomb on and creates all that space. So, yeah. Yeah, maybe you throw Cox out there. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll find out, won't we? What, you will, what, Dave. You're you're going, aren't you? I, I, I will probably be there, yeah. Yeah, wildlings dependent, obviously. But, um, yeah, if I make it past, uh, past Stoke-on-Trent, I'll let you know. Dave will have a massive silver medal around his neck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll exactly. also be there. Three Valleys Radio. Join us. There you go. Shameless well, plug. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, uh, I, I was saying it was it was beautiful to listen to you on on Saturday, Thomas. Your uh, as the as the as the signal sort of faded in and out. The power ballads that that obviously uh, overlap, and there was a bit of country music in there as well at one point. 
um it made me yeah it made me feel um you know not not quite ben barrett kind of feelings of things but uh it was yeah it's quite <laughs> emotional at times going from whatever uh uh, love song was was coming out to Jordan Maguire Drew, and it was like, yeah. I notice you're wearing a Stetson now, Dave. Is that down to the? Yep, that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have the Stetson, and I've I've got the um, what do you call it? Spurs on as well. Up the Spurs. <laughs> yeah. Hey, keep that away from me. Yeah. So so now I've got an, I've got a a, a suit. <laughs> and a Stetson and Spurs on. Just People are going to be wondering though. what the hell do I look like. <laughs> really dressed up for this one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. Anything else to go through before we take the questions? Nothing. And I haven't put them on Facebook, um, oh, good. which is right. which is probably the reason why we came second in those awards, I imagine. Uh, so, okay. Yeah. Okay. We should probably I... talk about the awards, or should we save the, the awards chat for when Ben's here? I feel like Ben will have yeah. lots of valuable input. There are some can, questions can... that we can... All right. Go on, Dave. What do you want to say? You were itching to say something. I was going (laughs) to say, I'll tell you you something funny. So we were, uh, as I can't remember whether he mentioned this uh, before, whether we just spoke about it off camera, but it started like 7.45, 7.45 kickoff, obviously. And and Ben, secretly, or not so secretly, I should say, um, was hoping to to get away at half time. So he's hoping that our awards were going to come up in the first half and he was going to be able to be back on the M62 by the time. And and it didn't happen. We got to half time. I have to, well, I'll, I'll leave Ben to talk about the catering, but it was more northern than my, uh, my comment about Jordan Young uh, <laughs> before it was mushy peas. It weren't even mushy peas, they were garden peas that had obviously been just pressed with a fork. <laughs> now, that's not mushy peas. Even mushy you peas. two, exactly, even you two know mushy peas are, are more than that. But, um, but yeah, so we got to, uh, what would it have been? Must have been, it's gone nine o'clock, maybe half past nine, something like that. And, and then the awards go to the esports category. And honestly, Ben's face was like thunder. And he just turned to me and goes, that's it. Let's give out the awards for all the things that aren't about fucking football, shall we? <laughs> he was furious. And then they went on to Fantasy Premier League as well, whilst all these kids from Manchester City wandered up on stage looking like they'd just come out of an episode of The Inbetweeners. Oh, it was hilarious. But yeah, so that's all I'll say. We'll wait until Ben's here before we talk anymore. I think it could be episode 300 going to a deep dive <laughs> into the football contest. Yeah. yeah. But, um, oh. Thank you to everyone who did vote vote for yeah. us. I think, uh, needless to say, we were all quite surprised yeah. <laughs> that we were there. We, we were just there for the night out, or you guys just thought you'd go along just for the, the banter. Yeah, well. I mean, I've I've never had a bread roll as a starter for for a meal that I paid forty quid for, but uh, yeah, it was uh, yeah, it was, it was interesting. Was there no soup to dip it in? There was nothing, not unless you include gravy as soup. But, yeah. <laughs> I do not, I do not include gravy as soup. No, brown, brown gravy soup. is not soup. Okay, <laughs> let's just let's just put that out there. Uh, okay, uh, first question from Hugh Hugh: Who won gold, and why was it a travesty? Um. <laughs> Was an appeal lodged with VAR. Uh, It was was our friends from Bees Pod, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, And and he came over. Actually, I meant to say it to you. He came over before the um, before the awards to uh, to say. And he came over and he said to us, "Oh, you got guys from Clubbers Cast? I'm them. I've I've been on your podcast before." And he was obviously deeply disappointed that we weren't you. (laughs) <laughs> because it was like and we said oh yeah Ian you've spoken to he's not Ian it's like oh right okay see you later then <laughs> it's like I was only here for Ian so um well, yeah but yes they um uh they won and yeah yeah and they, they were they they seemed very happy with it they 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 stormed up on stage and um uh started shouting about three up three down so good for them <laughs> I thought yeah Wrexham won Club of the Year. They won after and got roundly booed by everybody in the gra- in the uh, in the room, and then didn't have anybody turn up to uh, uh, to collect it. So, it's no good, is it? No. Uh, but Appeal Lodge, no, no. Bees Pod, I'm, I'm I'm quite happy with friends, that. Well, friends we... in the Glovers cast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah mm. There were lots of people. Matt Dave from the Heat Army podcast as well. 
young Luke from uh, the Luke Walsh podcast, the, the Halifax fan, Halifax. who who is literally as young as he as he as he, as he comes across. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, the Off the Line podcast uh, was there. Off the Line blog. Off the Line blog. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they were on the same table as really, with the Exeter City uh, media staff as well. So we were sat there with. So lots of conversation about Sonny Cox and Alex Fisher. Uh, as well about uh, ex-Exeter players. They definitely need someone to score some goals for them by the sounds of it. So, yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, considering we're going right. to talk about this, these awards, I've done a lot of talking. Yeah, you have, haven't you? Yeah. Um, and there's another question, actually, from Clevo. How did the trio celebrate their win? I went to bed. Yeah, you went to bed with a chocolate <laughs> digestive, by the sounds of it. So, um Chocolate digestive. Uh, that's what you said on the last uh, podcast. You were going to have a chocolate digestive and go to bed. So. Uh, yeah, I think Rob. What was it Rob said that? Rob said I was going to do that. Yeah, yeah, we didn't have any in the house, unfortunately. Oh, dear. Right. Yeah. Okay. How did you celebrate with the drive home? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, a drive home, the sound is much like Tom's back from Clevedon, but ours went um, through uh, yeah, various. I mean, Liverpool's in a, a Liverpool FC. It's in a slightly ropey part of Liverpool. So, um, you, yeah, you've tried, tried to get out quickly, but you had to plow through water uh, on the way there. But yeah, so we drove home. Saying about people from Liverpool, Dave. I'm, well, um, I'm saying that they stand around on street corners, even when it's leathering it down with rain um, near traffic lights. And I don't know why they would do that. But um, yeah, there seem to be a lot of them gathering outside of shops and things like that. I'm oh. sure they've just got an interest in, um, yeah. Cars and things. That's right. Let's move yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I don't think I said what we did to award. Drove home. We yeah, yeah. We had to go and pick up the awards. So like the second and third place, you didn't go up on stage. Second and third place. It was like, there's the exit. Um, Just take your award and, and 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 get out. Ben didn't get to use his speech he wrote then. No, no, no. I'd like to thank Ian Perkins. Without whom, none of this would have been possible. <laughs> I was going to say something about finally um, getting our own back on Harry Kill, picking up prizes at Anfield, oh. but uh, wouldn't have meant anything to anyone except me, I don't think, or Ben as well, obviously. But, yeah. yeah, that Harry. Yeah, yeah are you Harry. listening, Kill? Uh, yeah. Anyway, Chris Fox, one for Dave. After after his song for Wano, can we get him <laughs> to make make a song for the star boy Jordan Young? Come up with anything? Yeah. No, you're not going to do it. I, I, I'm not going. I'm not going to do it because obviously, you know, the I put my heart and soul into the Somerset Cannavaro, and nobody's no, they've just been it's been roundly dismissed. So you can make yeah, up he's your got own engine now as well. Exactly. I mean, you, yeah. You cursed him with your. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like you slagging off Reese Murphy the other day. Yeah. <laughs> that ending to that podcast threw me off so much. We, I was expecting they were like, "Yeah, we'll sing it," and then it never happened. I was like, oh, okay. And then as it's finishing off, that sticking it in at the end, it was it was beautiful. I, we we need to make it a thing. Did you stay for the post, the post outro? Yeah, yeah. Well, you get yeah. to hear it. Yeah, it was wonderful. <laughs> Loved it. Uh, yeah. Okay. Right. Well, uh, let me let me have a think about it, Foxy. I'll have a think for you. Okay. Yeah, Jordan Young does need a chant. Okay. Uh, Sutton Bingham Green, evening. 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 Seeing York ship a few more goals yesterday prompted me to think about this one. Did we ever get to the bottom of exactly why SU Glover's bid fell through? What was the obstacle Hellier overcame that Ugler previously couldn't? Sliding doors moment for YTFC. Uh, no um... comment. Next question. <laughs> um, I don't think it was ever particularly clear as to why it fell through. Um, my... my minimal understanding is that Priest North knew it wasn't going to happen, so he just upped and upped and upped and upped, and eventually he got sick of it. And then Helly just came and went, I'll do this. Deal done. That's my yeah. understanding, but... I don't. That's probably the same understanding that the majority of Yeovil fans have. So, mm. I think the answer is two words: Scott Priestnell, um, undoing himself uh, by the sounds of it, holding out and holding out, playing people off against each other, and then suddenly realised that he needed to he needed some money quick to pay off 
whatever it was he needed to pay off. Um, I think we know the mood internally was also, please don't sell to these people because of the way they're running things as well. So, yeah, a bit of everything. And I think he also just ran ran out of time. Yeah, ran out of time to do it, and um, and Martin Elliott obviously was the man in the right place at the right time with the, uh, you know, the the the, the right answer, wasn't he? So and the rest yeah. is history, as they say. But uh, uh, yeah, good, good, you know, Matt Ogler, York City, whatever. It's like that's our past. Let's let's forget about him. I'm, I, I don't. I don't sit here looking at York City results and going, "Oh, they won again," or oh, "They lost again." It's just like that's our past. Let them get on with being York City. We're doing all right as we are. Quite right. Uh, Raging Bull Skittles. Have you ever not actually? Have you ever been not that not actually bothered at all about a loss as much as I'm not actually bothered at all by this loss in the trophy? No. no, no. I mean, probably some of those Somerset Premier Cup ones recently. They didn't yeah, actually, me. I could probably agree <laughs> with that. <laughs> they probably bothered you because you you were there. Well, it was just nice to think I wasn't going to have to go all the way. It was like Dick Kingsham, and like, ah, oh, it won't be too bad. I'll maybe get like Bath or something, or or somewhere close by, like Froome, and then got Clevedon, which was even further. I'm like, oh, thank you, <laughs> thank you, gods. <laughs> Uh, Dexter Tyson, howdy. Question in the pub this week was, if you had to, would you rather take a Stuart Broad delivery whilst wearing a box, a Roger Federer first serve, or a direct free kick from Roberto Carlos straight in the balls? God. Uh, well, I don't know. Cricket balls are hard, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. But you got a box, box on. on. Even yeah. with a box on there. Yeah. You're, you're, you're not getting up from that, are you? I don't think. Roberto Carlos now probably couldn't uh, ping him quite like he did in his heyday, could he? So maybe I'll go for that. An ageing Roberto Carlos, because he might miss you, <laughs> I think. Uh, yeah, he will get too much bend on it. and Yeah. <laughs> around. We're still we're talking about the free kick, yeah. <laughs> we're all thinking it, but he said it. <laughs> <laughs> Always the way, mate. Always the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, are we all are we unanimous on a Roberto Carlos free kick straight in the ball? What was the other one? Roger Federer. Roger Federer first serve. Yeah, I think it, has, I think it is unanimous. I don't think I could. Yeah. The tennis ball is the safest of the three, but Roger Federer's arm is lethal. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, almost a pro pilot, a Buna Sierra. Buna Sierra. Buna Sierra. How did the manager react to the loss in the final to Beespod? Uh Yeah, fine. Just happy to be silver, really. You are the manager, yeah? Uh, I think so. To, to be fair, I think CEO and executive life president should be your role, really. But <laughs> so I should be appointing someone else to be the manager. Then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let, the, let the manager do what the manager does. <laughs> Stop interfering. No. Uh, let him pick the team. No, keep on interfering, please. <laughs> this feels all too familiar. <laughs> yeah, no, happy, to, happy to, happy to even be there. And yeah, we like, we like the guys at Bees Pod. So. Yeah, no, they were nice fellas. Uh, is the talky game a forgettable result, or are we going to be kicking ourselves? Yeah, it's forgettable. forgettable. What, what, what talky game? We. <laughs> And finally, how will the team bounce back after the Torquay game? The 4-0 victory, victory over Chippenham Town. Yeah. Well, <laughs> hope so. According to a spy in the Exeter services, they um, they bounced back by going to Pret-a-Manger. Uh, although uh, Joe Day apparently went for a Greggs. So there you go. Oh. This is why, why the spy... Hi, Debs, was uh, in Burger King. None of them went for a double bacon cheeseburger, but then did point out to Debs that that is the only option when they go to Burger King. Yeah. Do we agree with that? Yeah, They're that's what I did well. after after the Torquay game. Yeah. The, the Tuesday night. I bumped into They're myself. a rip-off, did you say, Tom? Oh, yeah. They're an absolute rip-off. As an ex-Burger King worker, I can assure you they're a rip-off. Did you get they to wear the 
the cardboard crowns when you were when you were doing the burgers? We did once and we got told off because it was a yeah. fire hazard. A fire hazard. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. I guess. I guess. Paper. That was my first and last time doing that. Yeah. <laughs> the man who would have been king if it weren't for a fire hazard. Man, it would have been Burger King. Yeah. Um, I forget what we were. Yes, we were talking about Burger King. Yeah, they they bounced back with a Pret a Manger, but yeah, yeah, I would have gone Burger King. I did bump it. I met my southern plebs there after. Are we get ourselves confused? <laughs> Are they bouncing back with a Burger King? I thought they're bouncing back with a win. No, they're right, bouncing yeah, back with a Pret a Manger. Oh right, yeah. I'll get myself confused now. Followed follow by a win. Followed follow by, by a, win. Yeah, a 4 0 win against Chippenham Town in the National League South. Right, that's all the questions. That's your lot. There you go. We don't, we, we, we've knocked this one out of the park in double quick time, haven't we? We have, yeah. That's what happens when you lose. Yeah. That and, was and... Uh, that was a source of conversation at the awards was how long do you talk for? How how long is your podcast? <laughs> And I'm like, till we've run out of things to say. <laughs> it was like everybody else was, oh, yeah, no, we don't do anything more than 30 minutes. So, no, we're spot on 45 minutes. It's like, all oh, right, okay. I think a few more, a bit more organization uh, in some of these. <laughs> some of these, maybe that's what we need for a goal. When Ben's on his own, it's three hours. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Just him <laughs> talking to himself. <laughs> right. Well, right. bring on Harden Hewish, eh? Harden Hewish. Let's go. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott, goal! 